calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sweet, the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture. My name is Gina Bloom, and this is the show where I, a transgender stand-up comic uh, currently quarantined in lovely Van Nuys, California, bring on some of my favorite funny ladies from the L.A. and New York comedy communities and all over to experience the best, worst, and the weirdest of uh, bro culture, male culture stuff that dudes are into. Uh, and, you know, that's a pretty wide net. I, I've gotten a lot of um, people are like, I, I don't know if I'm bro enough for this. Uh, today's, today's topic um, is a certain kind of bro. It's not, it's not you know, the, the sports bro. It's not, uh, it's not you know, the, the weightlifting bro. It's definitely uh, appeals to a certain kind of bro. And I'm talking about the lefty political bro. Uh, and what we're talking about today is the popular podcast Pod Save America. Pod Save America uh, began in 2017 by former Barack Obama staffers John Favreau, not the film director, by the way, Tommy, I'm saying this wrong, I'm probably Tommy Vitor, John Lovett, and sometimes Dan Pfeiffer. They tape twice a week, uh, part of Crooked Media, which is a um, podcast network for left-leaning type of things. And they talk about Trump's America and their perspective as white dudes, uh, as, as lefty white dudes in Trump's America. Uh, lighthearted but activist oriented gives you ideas on things you can do to help at least from their perspective um, it's been very popular they get millions of downloads a week they have toured the country they have had HBO specials uh, live episodes on HBO of their pod and today uh, we're gonna go deeper we're gonna it's gonna be a, a, a bronut a, a, a bro turducken if you will because we're going Within Pod Save America, we're going to also be talking about a Bernie Sanders interview. So we might get the Bernie bro within the Pod Save America bro. They're not necessarily the same thing, from what I understand. And uh, talk, and yeah, that is it. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, the initiate, the first person that is coming on the show that has never heard Pod Save America, which also I, I have never heard it. Uh, is about as newbie as they come because not only is she not only is she not aware of the show, but as a Canadian, she's only tangentially aware of the American political system. Please say hello to the lovely Naomi Sneakus. Oh, hello! I've never been so naked intellectually. <laughs> I'm just really diving into this. I'm like, you know what? 
I like Gina's podcast. I want to support that. I'm Canadian. I'm also not interested in politics. So let's really dive deep let's, into all let's, let's dive deep into this super specific political podcast from three guys. All right. right? It couldn't be further of my wheelhouse. Oh, well, we're going to have fun. I hope I love it. we're going we're gonna to have probably have some fun and joining us and, you know, saving the show. Yep. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Good. Because neither Naomi and I know anything that we're talking about today uh, is a friend of mine. Uh, I knew her in New York. She moved to LA. I moved to LA. She's wonderful. Please say hello to the lovely Ariana Siegel. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, gosh. I am so embarrassed I, that I am a secret bro in this one way. <laughs> Just this one way. way. Yeah, I avoid, I do not consume media by straight white men, except John Lovett, who is gay, which right. we will talk about. Yes. But I avoid consuming that media at all costs. And I watch or I listen to Pod Save America like a crazy person. Wow. I am obsessed. I mean, yeah. it's going to give you your left wing information. I'll give you that. It is. It All is. Right. All right. Ari, before we get into that, because that is fascinating, uh, I do want to start with Naomi. Naomi, you have not heard this show before. You are a newbie. Uh, you are not an American, so some of the some of the fineries, although, you know, you live here, and obviously yeah. you've heard of Trump. I can't vote yet, so that can't. gives me a little bit of, like... Right. It's challenging, because you kind of go, well, what can you do? But yes, yeah, yeah. I I, well... Hey, we're, we're, we're going to pull a fab for and we're going we're gonna to tell you what you can do. Okay. Uh, we're going to get activist here today. I like it. Uh, so give me your uh, first impressions off top on, on your, uh, your first time listening to Pod Save America. Okay. Firstly, I was like, what have I done? What have I done to say <laughs> yes? I have, I'm cursing my improv training and saying, why would I say yes and to this? It's so far from anything. I mean, po politically, I'm interested, of course, with how we live in the world and how we come together as a community. And so watching yeah. Trump behave as he does, it blows my mind. It, it, it's a daily mind blowing kind of event. So I'm listening to this and at one point I was like, oh great, so I'm having these three, three dudes tell me, like, tell me all the information that I'm getting about left wing and Trump and everything else. And then I was like, you know what, this isn't actually a bad way to get informed. I mean, it's definitely one angle of it, but it's not mm -hmm. a, a horrible way to get informed. Here's the problem. I have trained myself to go to sleep listening to podcasts. So if it's, if it's not captivating, if there isn't some twists yeah. and turns and mystery and reveal. Gotcha. Oh, here's another reveal. There's no reveals with Trump anymore. It's all like, again? There's so, really not. That, yeah. I fall asleep. So this is a great, it's very soothing. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that, <laughs> glad that, I'm glad that you're well rested after the Johns. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, as I said, it, it's a good way to get your facts, though. Wonderful. All right. All right, Ari, let, let's hear it. 
So I have obviously listened to this episode. It's actually from a little bit ago. I listened to it then and I listened to it again. And I did what you did where I listened to it before I went to sleep last night because I really wanted to be fresh. And as I was falling asleep, I woke up and it was three in the morning and Pod Save America was still playing, Yeah, but it was on shuffle. So it was like a January episode, like in the before times when like we thought that Trump was going to go to war with Iran. And I woke up super confused. I was like, we're going to war with Iran. And I was like, oh no, that was just January. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was There's the twist. There's the twist and turns you needed from. Yeah. Absurd. Don't go to sleep listening to news podcasts because you'll wake up and it's 2018 and you're like, wait, this terrible thing? And you're like, no, that already happened. Oh, that again. 2018. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. You, you say you're you say you're a you're a fan. Like like give us. And, okay. And you, and you don't listen to dude stuff. Yeah. You see Why like this? the self hating the self hating. Um, I feel like I act. Okay, this is the thing. When I moved to LA the podcast became the thing that you listen to in the car. So if you're driving for an hour, it's perfect for a podcast. Um, Okay. So this is the thing. I try, I'm very embarrassed. I shouldn't be listening to a podcast so diligently that is run by a bunch of white men. However, I do feel like I, it makes me understand the political strategy behind things a lot better. And I find the more I learn about, the more interested I am in it. Um, so sort of learning like the, what, why are people making the calls that they're making? I find really interesting, but yeah, they have some real blind spots that we can get into as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do that right now. In fact, because, (laughs) because that, that, that was like, I was aware of these guys. Uh, John Favreau has something of a pretty, pretty active Twitter presence and he sort of pops up on, on my, uh, feed every now and then. And, um, sometimes very critical of him. Um, but like I heard the episode and it was fine. Like they were, like they were obviously a bunch of dudes enjoying each other's company. And it got, it definitely got a little bro especially at the end where they're like 420, man. But like, it was, it was okay. Like that wasn't so like after hearing, I thought it was going to be more bro I thought it was going to be more bro Like yeah. after hearing Joe Rogan last year for the first time, I, I, even though I'm a podcaster, I don't listen to a lot of man podcasts uh and like like rogan basically made me grow back hair uh after an hour so (laughs) so this was this was at least like a like not as dudely of an experience although they definitely reminded me of like like debate club guys like in college and like in high school like they they can smell the cologne over the podcast yes yes um in fact, I think one of them, I want to say, uh, love it. Maybe no, no, it's Tommy. Uh, had something that had. Oh yeah, he was on the he was on the lacrosse team in college. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like that. That felt very appropriate. Um, they, they have feel... you guys also looked at pictures of them? Do you know what they look like? They look like each other, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes. They I mean, look I saw like the, the little same thumbnails, and person. I was like, "Why do they have yeah. all the same, same pictures there?" Oh, they're right. yeah. for people just right. a different uh, fade of hair. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they exactly. It. They they look like the Avengers, basically. They look like they yeah. look like all of the Chris guys. They're, they're just basically more, more pretty decent looking white dudes in like nice shirts. Um, but yeah, I it was fine, 
And, you know, this could end up being the fastest episode of this podcast ever. And we're done. And we're it done. was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Whatever. All right. I'm going to bed. Uh, but all right, give me some of those blind spots that you've heard and see if I can see if I was picking up on them. Okay. First of all, the only – okay, I obviously love John Lovett because he is a fag and that is great. Yes. And he's also married to Ronan Farrow, which, which is, is like – wonderful. Can yes. you imagine That's that a- couple – they're the straightest gay men I've ever, I, I mean, the way that he talks, because you also get like an insight on like what his home life is with Ronan and like yeah. they're really into video games and like, they're just, they're just like not, they're gay, they're gay, but um, it, it's not the gay party I'm trying to go to. Um, so yeah, it's like not the pride party that, it's the pride party you're avoiding. Yeah, um, which I've been to. I've been to that pride yeah, party. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like, they're Obama speechwriters, right? So, like, right. they live in that world. I'm imagining they all came from Ivy League schools. So I'm imagining they all came from relative, like, upper middle class upbringings. And, yeah, they definitely, like, have, they make sure the show is inclusive in their guests. But it's all, it all, it feels like they are affected by what's going on. But in a sense, it's it's more like, sports it's it's politics as sports where it's like kids are in cages and that's horrible uh, but i that i would never meet someone like that i would never know someone like that yeah um and so it doesn't affect them it doesn't it doesn't seem to affect them personally obviously they're empathetic people but like none of this affects them none of this will ever reach them and at the end of the day there is that separation you know right yeah, I, 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 that was one thing that I'd read about, one thing that I had, had caught that these guys are, are, are privileged white men even. Uh, they're not all straight, but they're definitely all, all like white guys from some kind of money. Um, and like like you, Ari, I, 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 I felt kind of guilty for not being more disgusted by these guys. <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't like this. I really shouldn't. Like you know, it we we want to talk about like diversity of voices, and these are literally <laughs> three white dudes telling us what to think. And I'm like, yeah, but they're kind of right. Um, and I I don't think it was necessarily the, the most like um, the most deep analysis out there. Uh, and from what I've read, a, a lot of it is just sort of not too far from what you hear from like Seth Meyers and stuff that you hear from like a lot of other sources where it's like, they're just, they are kind of surfacey. And I think that, I think that's what uh, is related to what you're saying, Ari, where they don't really have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be a different conversation about. too. If they were, if they were talking about right winged stuff and we were like, not as. Um, oh yeah. Age. No. And like that, I mean, that's uh, basically, I, you know, I picked this topic because I wanted to not do Rogan again. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't make me listen to, to Joe Rogan. I need to keep my score as never having listened to him. I have I, to keep my cred. Because that's true though. Like his tone, I'll, I, think, I think it's okay to like these guys. And I'll say, I'll say that I expected them not to be as respectful of each other's opinions, right. but they, they give each other space. And I was like, oh, that's really, as opposed to those like, I don't know. It's a generalization, but bro shows that are like, yeah, like they're ch- jumping on each other, like boof- beefing each other up. And it wasn't that. It was like, here's what I think. 
it was a fact that kind of gave me like an hour of facts. It gave me a little history lesson. Yeah. And it, I, and it, I feel the same way. Like it was civil. It was, it was funny. It was nice, but here's, here's where the, here's the danger of that though. And it sucks. It sucks that there's a danger to that. It sucks that a, a bunch of nice white boys having a, an informed discussion comes with fraughtness. And the problem is, is that that's what Democrats, that's what progressives like. We like to, we like to listen to each other. We like to be nice and give each other the space and give each other the room. And we have a political structure that is not that, is the opposite of that, that is, doesn't want to hear your opinion. And it is, it is literally killing people by forcing their opinions onto others. Uh, so, so Naomi, to, to that question, if this is what if this is what like liberals are 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 sort of using as a counterbalance to like Rush Limbaugh, and I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, I'll I'll ask Ari that in, in a minute. Like, what? How how do you think that how do you think that sets us up when we're going against like Rush Limbaugh and like you know, blazed media and things like that, where you know these. They're they're more forceful and they they play dirty and you know oh, you're saying like would it serve them better to play dirtier? Would it serve them to yeah exactly? Would it serve them to better to play dirtier or or does the arc of history bend toward justice? Oh, that's that's an interesting question. I I like a little bit of scandal. Uh, I think scandal keeps you on your toes. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I mean, even in Canadian politics, people start sitting up a little bit straighter when we have, uh, you know, a mayor that's caught drinking in public and smoking crack. Have, yeah, that's oh, it. That's I it. miss him. Do you? He's passed away. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, okay. Um, you know, really Chris Farley vibe about him. I just, oh, I wish Chris Farley was alive to play him. That's it. That's, that's the connection. Yeah. 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 Cause he's yeah. not, you know, we, I don't want any harm on anybody, but anyway, <laughs> uh, but you know, like we've had our scandal too with Trudeau in brown face and stuff like that. I, the only difference is that I think that people sit up and then it's diffused because there's like, well, especially with Trudeau, he owns the mistakes that he's made right. as opposed to, you know how I'm going to deal with my mistake. I'm just going to get louder. I'm just going to get louder yeah. and get fightier, which is an actual word if you look it up. Right. So I don't know. I, I like a bit of scandal, but I, I, I also know that as a person, I start closing my ears when people's volumes go up. I stop being able to hear their message. Yeah. Uh, Ari, am I accurate in that, though? Are, are, are they, do they generally play nice? They, um, they can get fired up, but only as fired up as, like, you know, uh, straight white men get like it's not yeah. it's like it's not from their pussy. It's not from like the depths of their <laughs> right, soul. Right. It's it's, <laughs> it's not it's not with like it's not like the, the lived experience of having like ex like dealt with any real oppression. Like you right. can't get that angry. And I yeah. will say, I I mean I've listened to them throughout this entire cycle, and they have deferred to the white male candidates at every turn. Like mm -hmm. they suck. Joe Biden's dick so hard because they were obviously friends with him in the Obama administration. Well, obviously, he yeah. was the one candidate that has still has refused to go on his show, and yet okay. they have sucked his dick the entire time. And they suck Bernie Sanders' dick so fucking hard. <laughs> and it's I I it's just been like, do you not see that this is problematic? That this is a bunch of white men 
sucking more white men's sucking dicks. more white men's like, dicks. It's, it's, can, it's, like I just can't. I think I, I think can't. white guys get pretty riled up. Like some, if you could hear on their podcast the sound of a like a beer can crushing against their head, then you'd be like, oh, stand by for riled upness. Yeah, but I think that like these folks are educated and on that side of the riled up. They really sucked on Biden's dick hard at the end oh, of this God. episode. It's a slurp fest. <laughs> they really did. And it was, it was so ironic because it was like they just interviewed uh, Bernie for like half an hour. And then they're like, do what you can to help out Joe Biden, everyone. You do it right now. Like, just, and I get, I get that it's an existential question in America that it's, it fucking sucks. We have to elect Joe Biden. It really does. But we have to elect Joe Biden. If we want to yeah. survive, uh, yeah. that's, 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 that's a, that's a bitter fucking pill that some people that I know very well still haven't been able to swallow. They're still not quite there yet. I just look at it like we need to take the carcass of Joe Biden and just like throw it at the carcass of yeah. Trump and knock him out. And so exactly. then there's like two kind of like old flailing dead white dudes. And then it's like a Trojan horse. I'm, I have some VP picks that I, I obviously would really like Joe Biden to pick. Then we come in. Then, yeah. then the ladies, the ladies, the ladies. And the people of good and the, the queers, we come in and we take over once we use the one old dude to knock out the other old dude. Right. Um, I'm worried you know, it's going to be like one of those ball bearing things that go just back and oh, forth and no. back and forth. Damn it. Damn <laughs> it. I mean, you get two white dudes, they're just going to go back and forth and back and forth. But no one's in shape. Yeah, they're really, well. They're you, you know, know when, no one's looking well. Neither of them are looking well. They are a combined. No. They are a combined one hundred fifty years old. The two of them. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. I mean, remember Obama? How like fit he was, and how like what a role model he was, and now it's like. Does anybody emulate? I mean, maybe there's a kid somewhere that looks to Trump and goes, "One day that's gonna be me." I'm gonna paint myself. Uh, there are, there's, my a, there's a whole fucking middle of the country that feels that way. Are you kidding? There are so many I feel people that, that way. Want to oh be my that. gosh. If Trump yeah. can become president, like yeah. I can do anything that I'm unqualified for. <laughs> we should all feel like we can do whatever we want that we're completely unqualified for. You wanna yeah. I did some open heart surgery the other day and I was like, Wait, I'm gonna yeah. try it. Fuck yeah. it. Fuck it, yeah. I could have be. It can't be any worse than what he's doing. I mean, you're, yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like LA is a bubble. Like we didn't oh, know yeah. when he was elected. We were driving from Canada to LA, so we left Canada. I think we almost arrived like on election day or something nuts like that. And as we went through the different states, we were like, oh. oh oh, we're in a lot more trouble than I thought we were. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Like, we're in this bubble of like, and then suddenly you look around and we're like, who are our neighbors? And are you on my page or a different page? And that really opened my eyes. I never thought I'd say this, but I'm from Florida and I'm really grateful because <laughs> absolutely you because yeah. then you understand Trump. Yes. You get it. Those are people. Those are, and honestly, those people are normal nice people you wouldn't know they're not yeah. all you know with their you know you know whatever like with their hoods and whatnot but yeah it, it's actually a lot of the country and um i'm actually really grateful that uh i'm i'm not 
I wasn't born in a liberal bubble. I, I don't know. Like, what's the purpose of that podcast to balance things out? I mean, I don't think they're... But uh, no, the question is, do you think it, do you think it, do you think it's, it's effective? Like, like, do you... Well, it's, yeah. I mean, how, proof's in the pudding, right? The numbers right. are saying that it, it, it's being, unless uh, people are listening to it to like, I don't know, <laughs> jerk off to or something. I don't know what the point, but I think that obviously the numbers are saying that people are enamored with it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Ari, same question. Uh, you've listened to this podcast, you know, religiously. Like, yeah. do, you, do you think it's actually, what do you think it's doing, if anything? I mean, it's helping me masturbate. I okay. listen to it. Yeah, it was right. I I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if I did? Oh my gosh, what if I did? No, I don't. Um, honestly, they do a really good job of raising money. Um, they See, raise that, a ton. Okay, perfect. That's the yeah. thing. They raise okay. a ton of money. I think maybe close to a million for Fair Fight, which is Stacey okay. Abrams' organization to help Wonderful. with um, yeah, uh, voting rights. And um, they've raised a ton of money. I actually donated to them. Uh, they have this. Now I'm plugging them. Now I'm just plugging them. Um, it's uh, Vote Save America, and then they have a section called Get Mitch or Die Trying, and mm-hmm. it's basically about flipping the Senate. But instead of you having to decide like which people to support in the Senate in the Senate races, it does the algorithm of like who has the biggest chance, who has like the best chance of winning their seat, and then kind right. of divides the money that way. So. They do raise a That's lot of money for good causes. And I mean, we need that. And they're also really good about, you know, getting people out and um, canvassing, you know. They do a lot of live that they, shows too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, that, 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 that actually is a very helpful answer because, uh, you know, I felt when I, when I heard this yesterday, I felt, I felt happy. I'm like, oh, these guys are cool. These guys are fine. You know, yeah, yeah, they're a little, they're a little douchey, but you know, they're fine. And then, you know, in retrospect, uh, today, I was like, oh my god, but look at what's happening. Like, is this helping? That that was that was the question I had for myself, and it wasn't just Pod Save America, but it was like, is anything helping? I think it, I think it's a hopeful podcast. I think it gives liberals some liberals some areas of hope. I hope so. Um, I mean, we need to have this kind of stuff too because there's so much against it, you know? Yeah, these things have just gotten so much worse <laughs> the past four years. The thing it, that it, I worry about is that people are consuming politics but not being active in politics. Absolutely. So people yeah. are confusing listening to their podcasts 
right. with having done something. I will listen to a podcast and be like, I did a political today. And then I'm like, no, yeah. I didn't. No, I didn't. I drank iced coffee and I listened to Pod Save America. Right. Like I didn't do anything to like move, uh, like any, I didn't, I didn't do anything to like help us win in 2020. I didn't do anything to like dismantle oppression. I just fucking listened to these jabronis talk. Yeah. That's not listen, listen to these jabronis in politics. Talk for an hour and a half. Yeah. That's to it. To tell you stuff that you already believed in. Yeah. You can just jerk off your ears. Like, yeah, we're so right. We're so correct. We're the, co- <laughs> we're the correct people. I, I think yeah. you voted with your ear holes, though. Like, I think that, you know, by listening to it, it helps their numbers. They've got, like, like a TV show. Maybe, I, I don't know if it's still in the works based on COVID. But, like, you know, like, by you listening to them, you give their numbers up. They have more power. And so it goes. So you did. You didn't do nothing. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> you know what? That's I'm very sweet. Some milk. You don't. You deserve Thank it. Thank you, Mom. I'm a big girl. I do good things. Yeah. But it's true. There's a lot of like talk of dying in hopium, right? Like that you sort of yeah. go, great. So we're inspired. Okay, so now what? Like you've made it into action, all right, by like, you know, donating or do you go to the rallies or do you share that podcast and be like, you got to listen to that? Like, how do you make the step from inspiration to action? When there's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Girl, I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to do. Like, I actually had a plan this summer. I was going to go to Kentucky and canvas for the first time um, for Amy McGrath against Mitch McConnell. Because I was like, I, I was like, who do that, I hate the yeah, most? That, that's an that absolute, was, yeah, that's that's a top tier fucking right? right? Like, there. that's the top tier. Like, that was the fucking plan. Like, that is not happening. No. Like, I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to do. I don't know how we're canvassing. I don't know how the fuck we're supposed to do it. But honestly, my hope is that, like, Joe Biden says nothing. He hangs out in his, his bubble. I mean, that's how he won the primary. He said nothing. He hung out in a bubble and he won. I mean, honestly, I don't know how we're going to do it without the ability to physically be together. Yeah. Actually, I'm really glad you mentioned that, Ari, because I, I want to transition of, a little bit to the second part of this episode, and that is the Bernie interview. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, you know, the, the Bernie folks, Bernie himself, kind of um, more of his supporters have, have taken on an extreme form of activism that sometimes isn't really activism. Uh, at least what, I, at least what I, I have a lot of respect for some of what Bernie Sanders does. But I, I find that his Netroots people are a bit, um, they're a bit loud. To no end, mm-hmm. they're a bit opiniony. Um, without you know, and like it, it sucks because it's so, it's so um, permeated within the artistic community that a lot of my friends are like this, and I feel I feel like I can't have a discussion with a lot of like ultra left people either, because then then it's a different form of puritanism. Um. But then I heard Bernie talk, and it's like, yeah, this guy's pretty cool. Like, at least from at least from the interview, he seemed he had, you know, he was talking of he was talking in like real politic type stuff. Like, okay, well, if Biden's our guy. We gotta we gotta get him elected. Here's how we can do it and still get what we want done. Um, I don't know, uh, Naomi. How much of experience have you had with like Sanders supporters? As not so much Sanders himself, but the, oh. the people that are like hardcore into him. Well, oh boy, this is like, this is the part of the, people who know me will laugh that I'm part of this podcast at all. Like things that you won't see on my tombstone, tombstone is like Naomi Sneakus, a lover of all things politics. 
political. Um, so as far as Bernie Sanders goes, I don't like that's just not my yeah, sure. circle. I wish but, I had more. I feel like Ari's like a wealth of knowledge in this capacity. Well, thank God that Ari's on the show yeah. because is that you too, Gina? Like, are no, you? No, no. I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm a consumer of, of political media. Uh, I read. I don't tend to listen to podcasts a lot because I get they have a kind of a soporific quality to them. Uh, with the political ones do. Uh, they make me want to go to sleep. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I'll read um, the spectrum of left blogs from like extreme left, like Salon to like center left, like Slate and the Atlantic and things like that. And like, I, this is daily consumption. So like, I, I know these, these subjects pretty well, but, um, but I feel like sometimes I'm a bit of the, of what Ari was talking about, the, the sort of like passive, I did a, I did a politics today type person <laughs> because I feel like for someone who, who, who spends so much time reading about politics and reading political opinions that I don't feel like I put that information to use really all that much. And so that was another thing why I, you know, I've, I wanted to get into this because it feels like it's activisty without being activist. Um, is, Ari, is that, do you think that's a, an accurate description? Yeah. I mean, I feel like in terms of Bernie, it's like how mm -hmm. most people feel about women in government. <laughs> I like him better when he's not running for anything. Yeah. Um, that's why he was delightful on this podcast. Yeah, because he, because, right, the pressure was off. Right? He could, he could just be his charming self. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I promised myself I wouldn't talk about Bernie again. Uh, <laughs> to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't act, I wouldn't like raise my blood pressure during a pandemic. <laughs> I guess all I'll say is the fact that talking about him makes me feel anxious for mm -hmm. what the response would be. That should answer, um, the, okay. that, that should tell you what the problem is, right? Like the fact <laughs> that I feel nervous talking about Bernie, right. that's problematic. That, yeah, and absolutely. I'm a person that literally, I love Liz Warren so much. I got a tattoo that says persist two days after she got out of the Whoa. race. That's how upset I was. I literally had life, okay? I am, I, but like that being said, like I'm not doxing anybody that doesn't like her. Like I'm not going after any, like just the amount of vitriol and anger I don't get. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like this sort of cult-like, god-like thing that is gathered around him. He's just an old Jewish guy. Do you know how many Bernies? Oh, I'm a Jew. Do you know how many old Bernies show up at my Passover every year? There's like three old Bernies that tell meandering stories that have no point, that wag their finger. And like, they're entertaining, but you don't want them to be president. Like I know Bernie Sanders. You don't want him to be president. You know, he's fun for an hour at Passover, and then he has to go home. And I can say that because I'm a Jew. So whatever. Are your, come, are your circles of friends Bernie supporters? Like I, have ha I have had to unfriend basically all Bernie supporters, and I have put on my Tinder no Bernie bros because it, it becomes this, like, it, they assume that if you're not about Bernie that you haven't done your homework or that you're not invested in – Right. healthcare, that you're not invested in the same things. And I can't, you know, like, I can't 
have a conversation from that space. So um, I agree with so much of it. You know, much of the, I agree with so many of the things that he's about, but I feel like him and his supporters are more interested in being right than coalition building. And nothing gets done in this country without building a coalition. End of story. End of story. We're not going to get anything done unless we flip the Senate. We're not going to get anything done, unfortunately, unless we work across the aisle with people we don't believe in. Or we're not going to get anything done if we don't, if we think that every Democrat that doesn't agree with us is like a corporate shrill. We're not going to get a goddamn thing done. And I am interested in getting things done, which is why I tattooed Persist on my fucking arm because I love Liz Warren. So have, Ari, have you ever had a discussion with somebody that was a Trump supporter just for the insight, for the education? Um, I actually do a little bit. I follow a bunch of like conservative, like, like old school conservative Republicans on Twitter. So like I do understand kind of what the, what the, uh, sort of what the appeal is. Yeah, I sometimes like finding Trump supporters just to hear how weak their argument is like if they're like you know like the the taxi driver that said I just have a feeling yeah um but I so often find like when you're like what's your opinion about like Bernie and what are people around you like I feel like there's just a common I get it like we're all preaching to the same choir so there's yeah. the conversations limited in my in my kind of circles I mean we are going to have to get the the Trump to Obama or the, the Obama to Trump supporters, we are going to have to get them so that we win in 2020. So we are going to have to have those conversations. I don't want to have them because I will have a heart attack, but someone else should have them. Someone should have them. I, you know, someone should. I don't disagree with, with, you, with either of you. Uh, the problem, though, is that we have you know, a, a dominant political apparatus right now that doesn't believe in coalition building, that got yeah. into power without building a coalition. I'm not Jewish, so I don't really have the authority to say this, but like I, I've hung out at, you know, Cantor's Deli plenty of times. Oh, so. then, no, then you're Jewish. So obviously, yeah, that's all it takes. But like, I've definitely seen like, like, like a lot of Bernie type dudes uh, out there. And, you know, I, I do understand, uh, you know, Ari's uh, passion about, you know, like fun guy to hang out with, not someone you'd want in charge. But um and I'm not saying that this is necessarily what I want, but like, I think that, I think that the movement around him, not necessarily him, but the movement around him is a, an attempt to be like the left version of that sort of fuck you uh, response that Trump gives. Like, oh, it's like, fuck me, fuck you. Like, that's what, that's what like a lot of like Bernie types are. And now you get like these guys on Twitter that are, and I say guys, cause it's 90% guys. Uh, they're like, I, well, you know, fuck it. Uh, I'm just not going to vote, which is exactly what Trump wants. He just, he just yeah. doesn't want people on the left to vote at all. Speaking of the guys, though, has anybody ever gone, just go back to the Pod Save America podcast, has yeah. anybody ever approached them and said, how come you don't have any women on that show? Not that like, I'm aware where's of. Where's the balance? Where's the balance yeah. in the producing abilities? They're just some friends hanging out. Why can't oh, some nice white boys <laughs> just hang out together and make some art? Oh, yeah. no, they're beautiful artists for sure. Yeah, you're right. Just, right. Just and magic unicorns. Just they're just they're just they're just they're just good. They're just buds. They're just buds they're hanging just out talking buds. about politics. I just think like in where we are today with I just I 
see that show and I'm immediately not interested because of the lack of diversity. Mm-hmm. That That's why I, another reason why like, like I watch almost everything on HBO and it's positive American. It's like honky, 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 honky. Like, I, I don't care. Like I don't want anything to do with yeah, this. Don't, it doesn't, I don't relate to it. So I kind of think like, why aren't they expanding and going, you know, we got to get some diversity. Let's get some other voices in here. I mean, I guess they're not suffering. So what do they need to change? Right. They have lady guests sometimes. Yeah, Does that count? yeah. They've had no. right. They've had. All right. They should have you. No. Honestly, well. Well, now I fucked it up because I've talked shit about them. They're not going to have me right now. <laughs> My one chance at a game bag. I ruined it. Maybe you just, just brought you know, it back. Yeah, it or maybe yeah. it's possible. Now. Or maybe you just bumped it up a notch. Yeah, okay, maybe, guys. Maybe they like a little conflict. Maybe that's what they're into. I'm not mad about it. Whatever, let's do it. <laughs> you guys, I haven't touched a person in th- two months. Yeah, n- nor have I. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I was able to see that that like lovely man walking behind Naomi uh, a little while ago. So, oh I yeah, guess- tell me more about him. Is he yeah, here's the weird something? thing. I haven't touched a man for or anybody for two months, and I live with my husband, so that's a weird <laughs> state to be in. Yeah, but wow. um, I guess I could put him out there. He, Touch for hire kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. There you go. We all, we all need it. Yeah. We can we all actually, wear masks. We went to a friend's, we had a social distance dinner last night and I was like, oh, I want to hug you guys so bad. I want to like just embrace people. So I hugged Matt on their behalf saying like, this is for you. Aww. This is for you. But felt very sad. Yeah. All right, uh, Naomi. Um, end on that note. No, yeah, right. no, no, we're we're not done yet. Okay. Um, I have okay. So you heard the podcast, um, and you heard Bernie. So you, you've got, and they're not, as you can tell, they're not necessarily super necessarily politically compatible. Like they, like they do represent sort of the extreme, the extremities of the left, right? There's mm-hmm, like yeah. the centrist technocratic. Obama left, and then there's like the you know the net roots, Bernie, progressive left, um, and like, so you got the spectrum, basically uh, of the American political left in in an hour and twenty minutes. How do you how does that make you feel about the election coming up? Do you feel better, worse? Can't no difference. Do you, do you feel like we're we're heading in the right direction? Do you feel like we have a shot to to get things back on track, or or is the world going to end in three years? Oh, I think, I think I, there's always hope. I don't think, oh, I hate, I'm such a glass half full kind of person. I'm like, no, no, it's going to be fine. But I, I don't think it's going to be fine very, very soon. Like I don't yeah. have that, like it's around the corner. Things are going to turn. Cause even if things turned as far as your leaders go, it would take so much energy and time to undo. So much has been, been fucked done. up. Yes. So much has been. So that's up. the heartbreaking thing for me. I, I don't see it turning around fast. I don't. Even if the even if leading leadership changed. Well, uh, Ari, what about what about you? Like you, 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 you're immersed in this stuff. How, how do you feel about the future? Um, I feel like we're gonna be in janitor mode for like four years at least. Like yeah. even if we win, we're gonna be cleaning up this mess. I mean, 
I don't think people understand that like Trump hollowed out the government. Nobody works there, but like yeah, him and him, him and like his his, his kids his and like and like the mice running around. Nobody works there. Yeah. But they're so not even good have... like Snow White mice. No, they're like they're, they've yeah. been. They're on the hydroxy. They're like yeah. eating his leftover <laughs> fries. They're like mutant mice. You know what I mean? So like we're gonna have to rebuild the fucking government. No one works there. Do you remember like how shitty it was traveling abroad when George? I'm gonna age us when George Bush was president. Mm-hmm. We're gonna oh, yeah. have People, to undo. Yeah. Like we're gonna have to undo all of the damage that Trump has done internationally as well. So it's just gonna take a long time before we're even back to where we were yeah. and then able to move forward. So I, I am optimistic because it has to end. Like it has, to, we can't. Yeah, we can't and they've do done this it anymore. Before. Like, right. you know, like as American history, you look at it and go, well, we've gone through bad times yeah. before, we'll be okay, but it's just not gonna be tomorrow. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't have any particular insight into, say, the Millard Fillmore uh, administration, but as far as presidents that, you know, you can have a, a, a real historical perspective on, we have never had anyone close to this fucking stupid. Is mm-hmm. no, is this, there, yeah. this is this is a whole other level. This is a, this a whole is a, other other level. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, this is this is an actual actual idiot. Like people, you know, like George W. Bush, not the brightest bulb, obviously. He had a bunch of horrible people working for him, but they were generally competent. This is not that. This is this is this is the farce version of the tragedy of you know that administration. This is the White House as Grey Gardens, like they're like. <laughs> that's, oh my god! I want to see that mashup so badly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Like, uh, I, I, the you know, Ari was saying it. Like, the, like it's empty now. It's empty and it's falling apart. And like, oh, it's, it's just Trump a. Trump a tea cozy on his head, right? And, and cat litter. Well, I mean, basically, he just sits around, and watches TV all day, and like eats hamburgers. Like, he's he's basically, you know, like Big Edie, and that's like a whole, as a, <laughs> a whole like horrible reboot. Love that reference so much. This season of America would never make it to network. <laughs> They'd be like, "Are you telling me the president?" then tells the American people no. to shove bleach up their ass. I'm no. sorry, guys. We're going to need to go back for a ton of rewrites. This is fucking no. ridiculous. Yeah. Too much story. It's too heavy story. Yeah. So on the nose. Yeah. Come on. We, we are getting to the end. So I'm going to give my uh, wrap up on how I felt about Pod Save America. I think, that, I think they're lovely boys. They really are. They're lo- <laughs> I, I would totally hang out with any of them. <laughs> I, I would definitely, you know, go to Ronan and John's, you know, dinner with Chasen and Pete. I, I, absolutely. Like, I, I, would, I would totally do that. My personal feeling is, obviously, we're going to survive in some way because humans are, like, we're not quite dead yet. So, yes, they're, the world's not over. Uh, and I don't think Trump is going to get through this election. That's my personal feeling. I could be wrong. It's like a 55-45 in my mind right now. So plenty of plenty of opportunity for things to go bad. Um, but yeah, I think I think that Pod Save America is it's a little irreverent and like Seth Meyers and all this stuff is great because um, it doesn't quite go far enough. Uh, I don't I don't know what I don't know how far it should go. The problem with like the New York Times and stuff like that is that 
Trump will say, yeah, I'm taking hydroxychloroquine. Transparently fucking lying his ass off. But they'll treat it as truth because they have these journalistic standards that say, well, if the, well, if the, if the office of the president says it, then we have to treat it as, as truth. And uh, I think that at least having someone there to help us call bullshit, to identify the bullshit, helps. I don't think that, I don't think that anybody in Tampa, Florida is getting affected too much by by Pod Save America. Uh, you're from Tampa. I, I'm from Tampa. Is that right, Ari? You're from Tampa. Wait, hold up. We're both from Tampa. Absolutely. Have we had this conversation? Yeah, we have. I think I think we have before. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. We made it out. Good job. Yeah, we made it out. We made it out. But like, we know that pl- we know that part of the world very well. Yeah. No, they're not. They're not. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. But at least, but at least they're helping us to identify the bullshit. So I yes. guess that's a service. And yes, absolutely, they're raising money for the right people. That that is that is an unalloyed good. So good for them. They are they are ten times the podcast that Rogan was. I'm so I feel so much cleaner now, having had this experience. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, it's you know, it's it, it's a small comfort. That's all. It, it's a small. And I guess I guess in you know in in the quarantine days, small comforts are are welcome. So um, yeah, uh, I might listen to it some more for that reason because I, I I could use. In this, in in 2020, locked in my room, I could use four white men telling me I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, all right, uh, uh, Naomi, your final thoughts on Pod Save America? Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to listen to it again because mm-hmm. my my ears can only take so much information coming sure. in. But I do think, like in the same world of like like skim you know that that uh, newsletter that comes out it's a good way to get history like i l- actually listened to one of the episodes earlier on and yeah. it's kind of an interesting way of seeing snapshots in history from people that are nice white boys and yeah. aren't gonna rogan me and um yeah, are gonna give me information and i think you know what it's not nothing they're putting a little bit of hope out there it's and- not nothing yes, yeah yes. it's it's a small positive. Ari, um, I, I apologize for triggering you on, on the Bernie subject a little bit, but it's I, fine. I picked them for a reason, and you, you had you had you had to know that was coming because, like, because <gasps> this this was. I mean, what I was go- just give you a, a little bit of of, of 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 my thought process before before it fell apart for him. Uh, I was going to do a Bernie Bros episode, mm. and. Um, Obviously, I wouldn't have asked you to be on it because that that would have caused a tragedy. But <laughs> but but I still wanted to at least address the Bernie Bro phenomenon because I think it's gone. I think Bernie's done. I think the networks are gonna have to move to somebody else, maybe AOC or something like that. But then again, that that's a that's a woman of color, so they'll probably not move on to her. They'll probably find some other white guy to be passionate about. Um. Yeah, I I felt like the the Bernie Bro phenomenon was like was fleeting now so that part of me wanted to get in on that but also pod save america as you know as liberal bubble as liberal bro bubble i i wanted to at least um get that tackled as well before everything fell apart in this in the world <laughs> so uh are your final thoughts on pod save america not not bernie i'll, I'll oh, save I you mean, that one it's fine um i am available for gangbangs whenever they want to come <laughs> over i will put on 
my nicest sweats and we can finally consummate our relationship. Fin- um, finally get rid of this tension between all five of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's just do it. Everyone. It's a will they, won't they? Absolutely. Um, the answer is they will. Yes. Um, honestly, I just want to use this time to say, Hey everyone, I know we're in our locked in our closets, but we still have Senate races coming up. If you don't yes. feel inspired by Joe Biden, which let's be real, nobody does. Put that energy towards a Senate race that excites you and that's flippable. Donate money. Mm-hmm. Um, I know canvassing will probably be Zooms and phone calls and do it from the comfort of your home. You can do it while you're drinking wine. You can do it while you're crying. It doesn't matter. But we will have to like get our asses in gear. And as much as I love Pod Save America, listening to podcasts is not the same as um, actually getting involved. So please pick, a, pick, pick someone you're excited about and support them. Love it. Nice. Wonderful advice. Thank you. All right, Naomi, tell everyone on the internet where they can find you. You can find me through my podcast, firecrackerdepartment.com, where I interview kick-ass women in our industry and non-binary and female um, identifying people and artists. And uh, we've got this really cool community, Firecracker Department, D-E-P-T. Love it. And Ari, same question. Uh, Where can people find you? Hi, you oh. can find me and my alter ego, my burlesque alter ego, Anna Shevitz at Anna underscore Shevitz and look at pictures of my tits. Uh, I also oh, do um, an act as Bernie Sanders. So if you ever wanted to see Bernie Sanders and as Liz Warren, get naked, <laughs> come and check me out at Anna underscore Shevitz. That's a way better sailing feature than mine. Mine was like, well, ladies, bleh. Yeah, <laughs> got got Bernie with tits. Like, what more do you need? Out of, like, we're hey, we're hey. we're all done. We're done. Anna Shevitz uh, for the win. Uh, uh me. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Gina Bloom J E E N A B L O O M. You can find me uh every week, every Thursday, here on Schweekly's Guide to Bro Culture uh on the More Banana Network. Uh, and that is it for for the the show. That is it for our discussion of Pod Save America. That is it for our secret backdoor discussion of Bernie Bros. Shh. I don't want to <laughs> anger. I don't want to anger Twitter. Uh, and that's it for this week, uh, guys. Um, I usually have like some ironic uh, comment, uh, but I think uh, more better than just being ironic. I think I'm just gonna you know quote my. My good friend Anna Shevitz uh, over there and say, you know, find a, find a race that's flippable and, and help support it. Get fucking Mitch out of there. Get those, get those fuckers out of there. We need that uh, upper house. Uh, otherwise, you know, not, things aren't going to get better. Uh, that's a pretty heavy load for, for, for a goofy uh, pop culture podcast. But hey, that's the world we live in. So take care of yourselves. Bye, everybody. 